I don't know why. I don't know why it's it's because I feel like this season has been a um, disaster. Uh- hey, Bachelor Nation. This is the Bachelor for the Ages podcast, and we're talking all things Bachelor. The romance, the tears, the drama, and everything in between. So if you like it, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. All right, let's get into it. What's up, Bachelor fans? I'm Sarah. And I'm Debbie. And you're listening to the Bachelor for the Ages podcast, and we are recapping Matt's finale tonight. Here we go. The finale. Finally. Finally, the finale. Lots to talk about. Lots to unpack. Unpack. Yep. But first, Mom, how are you? Uh, Sarah, I'm I'm great. I'm uh, doing well. I miss you. How are you? you I'm good. I am away right now. <laughs> I was um, invited to go to Florida and we drove and we're just really staying in um, her grandparents' condo, which was very nice of my friend to let us use. So it's been a nice little getaway. We've been very COVID safe. All That's of our listeners good. worried about that. That's um, great. You wrote your yeah, first major road trip, Sarah. How my was first that? major road trip. It was good. You know, everyone was like, oh, can you do it? Can you make it? It's a lot of work. And we did it. So yeah, one day, one day to Florida. It's awesome. It's awesome. But let's just, if you're, are you good? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to dive in. Cause I thought it was very funny when you started this whole thing, you're like, finally the finale. And yeah, this season is not over. Not it. Happy. Not to jump, but I'm not looking forward to the next season either. No, I know. All right. But wait, what's so, so interesting about this is I have a good friend of mine um, Mm -hmm. who started watching The Bachelor. This is her first time. She's really into it. I love her. She's, she's a mom. She has three sons. And so she's watching The Bachelor by herself. I know which friend this is. Oh, well, shout out, shout out to Miss Patty. So anyway, (laughs) this is her first watching of the season of The Bachelor and she's so cute and so watching it and love watching it. And I'm thinking, oh, I wish you were watching with us way back when they were the good seasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're rough now. They are yeah, rough. But they're going to get better. They're going to get better. And we're here to walk, talk, talk, talk through it. So we're going to have a lunch debrief with her when you get back North and we can oh, eat outside so somewhere. Fun. Yeah. It'll be fun. All right. Let's jump in. Yeah. So we start off with the family dates and just boring to me they're pretty short I thought it starts with you know Matt like meets with the mom and like yeah at first I was like oh she's so sweet but then she kind of says like she doesn't think he'll be engaged and this was foreshadowing so Sarah I thought that the parent that you know the mom and his brother John came in really as skeptics and even though they were kind of in it and supportive of Matt and were really great with the women. I thought they were really great with both Michelle and Rachel. I thought at the end of the day, they kind of did a number on Matt and their, their impact really changed the whole direction of the finale. I thought they really got in his head and you, you and I had talked in an earlier episode about that, right? So mm-hmm. uh, an earlier uh, yeah. season about how did the parents show up? And I think they showed up well, but man, they really played with his because that whole question so here it is for you Sarah is love enough yeah you know I really was first of all both dates with each of the girls seemed pretty similar to me so I don't think we really have to like go in depth on either of them like the mom got emotional with both of them that was really it I think they both went well yeah they're right I agree I think 
the mom really got in Matt's head, completely changed the trajectory of the show. And I, I do, I, I turned to Julia who watched with me this episode and I said to her kind of, you know, like, I don't like, yeah, like sometimes you're going to have high moments in love and sometimes you're not, but like, you have to be able to put in the work. And I think there's a difference. Like sometimes you can end up in a really unhappy marriage and like, yeah, you can leave, but it's like, I was kind of like, he just seemed like too afraid to try. Like, it's like, you're, you're Matt, you're never going to get be married with children if you never try. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I do know what you mean. And I candidly think like, you just don't know the answer. At some point you have to take a leap of faith. What do you mean is love enough? What is this guy supposed to go on at this age? I mean, are you supposed to, what, what, there are a lot of things when you, when you do find your person, right? There's a lot of things you're going to navigate as you go. And you're going to rely on love to kind of help you get through tough things. So is love enough? Well, I think it's a, certainly a darn good foundation. I mean, the other stuff you kind of gain as you go, I, I, I think you can't have it all. I mean, how old is he? Like, how old are they? Like you're in a new relationship. You, you know what? And the other thing that really b- bothered me about the whole thing is you signed up for the bachelor. Like we know what this is. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, I just think that was really, I don't know that. Yeah. I also think I've been learning something about in my class on the Roosevelt. It's been a lot of, um, I take this class on the Roosevelt for people that don't know. And, you know, you kind of learn about Eleanor's really troubling upbringing. And I think you find that when you have that upbringing, usually, you know, you can go two ways. There are people that, you know, she, you know, had a father that was an alcoholic, her mom died early. Like she, like wasn't really in a loving household at all but then she became this figure that showed so much empathy for others and so much love for others and you know um really stood for people that were oppressed at that time and it's like but she could have also taken the route of look how far I've come I'm the first lady like and not really cared or maybe shut herself off to other people and I kind of think like I I'll never understand what it's like to have parent in a tumultuous relationship so I can't pretend to understand or like act like I do but I do kind of feel like it's it's like Matt you you can either be so afraid of becoming your like your dad or you can just go the other way and try and lead with that and it's like I think he's trying to but he's just like stopping himself yeah I think I think that's really insightful and and the thing about it you know, that I'm just struggling with, with this whole thing is he had the episode with his dad and he then embarked on these relationships and kind of had a little bit of some peace with that. I mean, I know it's very hard. Yeah. It's like, what was the point of the dad? If you're not going to get engaged? Yeah. I just, I just just don't know. I mean, I, you're right, Sarah, I can't take away from not understanding what, you know, what makes him who he is and what his background is that shaped the, you know, the man he is today and what he has to kind of navigate through. Um, but I, I just, I feel like this is like, I thought like they got in his head, he couldn't get beyond it. And I, and I wonder, you know, if he really had in the in-depth feelings for these women. I mean, I just don't know when you're really in love with somebody, how you just let them go now at the time, yeah. you know, what we, what he knew at the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, would he not have stood up to his mom and said, you know what? I hear you, mom. I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I've learned and I'm, I just, the whole thing is still baffling to me. And I think it, 
just set the tone for the whole episode tonight and the yeah. whole finale. And I was and- really tired of hearing about him in his own self therapy the whole time. It's like with Chris and it's like, I know. Well, when he was talking to Chris, you know, he's having this crisis and he talks to Chris Harrison and, you know, Matt's got a commitment and Chris kind of gives him tough love a little bit. And it's like, well, you're just going to follow what your mom says all the time. And he says he's not ready for an engagement. And I felt like this was a little bit of a generational thing because I find people get are mar- getting married a lot later in life, you mm-hmm. know, now than when you were getting engaged or grandma and grandpa were getting engaged and getting Mm -hmm. married and part of me feels like this whole like not ready sense it's like everyone I think is so like scared of commitment Mm. you know it's just it's a generate like no one's committed like you have to really be obsessed with the person to be like yeah tied down by something you know I have to say Sarah and this is so um perfect I think for our podcast together bachelors for the ages I mean I that makes me so sad me too yeah that does it really makes me sad for for your generation because something I, I do blame a little bit social media on all of this. Like, I don't know why. I just feel like your generation has such a different attitude towards dating and what that is and what that looks like. And I don't get it. I mean, I have to admit, I don't, I don't get it. It makes I me I don't sad. really get it either. I was actually talking with, so I work at a retail store and my two bosses, we were talking about our generations and one is Gen X and one is a baby boomer. And I was like talking with them. And I was just kind of like, oh, well, like Gen Z represent. And they were like, no, Sarah, like you're really like an old soul. And it's like, I never really considered myself an old soul. I don't really like listen to like old music. Like I don't, you know, but it's Mm -hmm. like, I feel like in some things I'm very like. Traditional. Yeah. And it's like. But I think there's more, I don't know. Am I totally wrong? I feel like there's more people out there like you that crave this this but it's just not like common it's like it's it's not common anymore it's kind of rare to find I don't I don't know that's a really big issue I don't know one thing that like part of me saw that in this it's like the generations are switching and who's in the bachelor and like you can Mm. tell because um like Matt's Mm. like a younger generation he's probably like a millennial and it's like he can't be committed like oh he's so scared of like well, it really, really bothered. I know. And he said, he kept saying, you know, I'm two days away from the, making the biggest decision of my life. And I wanted to say to him, this is not new news. No, mm-hmm. re- really? I mean, yes, you were, you're the bachelor. Like, yeah. Yep. Yes. I mean, so that whole thing, I, you know, it was very yeah, hard. And to- I think honestly, the finale to me was like those two hours, like moved so slowly like meeting the family Mm -hmm. like honestly like I was on my phone and like I'm usually pretty zoned in like I literally was bored like I didn't feel like seeing his like mental crisis or mental breakdown because it's like you've known this the entire season and you've known like your feelings on marriage and like your worries about it your entire life so it's like I know I know and I feel so bad I'm sitting here talking we're talking and I feel badly that I'm being so hard on that and I don't know why. I don't know why it's it's because I feel like this season has been a um, 
disaster? Not, I was going to use a word. Like, I feel like I've been like, you know, like, I feel like I've been climbing through mud this season. Right. I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm like, I feel like I'm in one of these like relay races or mud runs. And I'm like, the season feels like I'm like climbing, climbing through, like we've had to shed like all this mud and get through like the girls and the drama and the this, and finally only to try to reach an end where you see mad and you see it come together and you see a real couple like fall in love and have a future. And, and I just feel like, nope, I felt like I fell flat in that mud. I feel like I, was, I feel like I was under the rope one that goes in the mud of scurrying underneath. And then I just landed flat on my face. Like it was yeah. no, not uplifting. It was not uplifting. I know. And, and that's honestly, what I, I, I also kind of have to attribute like this entire season. There's been a cloud over it. That's what I'm saying. I feel like no, I've but been not in- even because of the lack of engagement because yes. of like all the issues with Rachel that have come out and it's like we knew it was going to end and it's like you're sitting there and you're watching what might be a romantic moment for them and like you're just like oh god like this is gonna implode and we're gonna watch it implode yeah yeah I guess before we get to that um he has his second day with Michelle and they're scaling the side of the building which is like the typical day like the scary day Ooh, we're bonding we trust each other Uh um and Michelle's like pouring her heart out and he I don't know you can just tell it's like not going well you know and then as soon as he shows up to their to her hotel room I was like this isn't this isn't gonna go I mean first of all he's in the outfit that he's crying in she's in the outfit she was crying in in all of those previews and you're just kind of like oh here we go and then he kind of just he does send her mixed messages and I applaud her for in the moment being like what does this mean like are you telling me like you don't know if you can get engaged to anyone at the end of this or are you telling me you're not going to get engaged to me and he was being like cryptic on that so I was like happy that she was like yes I was very I mean yes I was I was, you know, I felt very badly for her because she shows up mm-hmm. with the Mr. and Mrs. James matching yes, jerseys, so which just like so cute. And like, I even though was like, ooh, Mrs. I James know. on the back of the jersey, like presumptuous. Yeah, that was a little, little presumptuous, but okay. And he just looked terrible through that whole thing. And then she did. You're right. She looked for clarity. She asked for clarity. I thought that was very good. And then he answered. And do you remember what he said? No, he, I don't. He said, I don't think I can get there with you. I don't think I can get there with you. That's what he said. And I thought to myself, that sounds a lot like, thanks for sharing. (laughs) Yeah. When they, when she told him she loved him multiple times through the season and he said, thank you for sharing. And then he finally, that was it. I don't think I can get there with you. So the reality is Matt come on. Did this really, now I'm starting to think, did this really have to do with what your mom and brother said to you? Or are you just chicken because you really are not that into her and never really were? Ooh. Yeah. No, I think, I think he always knows Rachel. I think it's been like that Mm. for a while. Um, but I do think that he thought he would be engaged to Rachel, but let's just, Okay, let's fast forward because I just want to say one more time. I don't think I can get there with you. That was the end of their date right there. She just looked at him. That was it. I think they said two yeah, more no, words. I think other. that's a normal thing that people will say to someone when they're sending them home on the show. 
it's like, I just don't think I can see. I mean, it's usually not the top two that you're saying it to, but okay, like that this- was him breaking up with her, but then, and that was direct, but then he started running around in circles. I know, but the reality is she, how is it that two people are in a relationship and she is buying Mr. and Mrs. James jerseys and he is saying, I don't think I can get there with you. Something is a mess. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. It's weird. It's very weird. Very weird. And then Rachel, she gets no date. (laughs) What? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get how these girls like him. Like, to I don't me, either. he's just not it. Like, no, he doesn't he's... have a mind of his own to me. Like, I think he's weak-minded. Right. Like, I do. Mm. And I think we had a conversation about that at the beginning. Like, you can go yes. back, you can listen to the podcast, and he's weak-minded. He's a follower. He's not a leader. And that's what I have to say about it. And, I and think that's... he's... Yeah. Like, and I think that's why the season stunk. Because, and I think like, that's why they have bringing in... And I don't want to forecast our rest of our episode, but... I think that's why there's two bachelorettes because the bachelors they they stink. stink. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so funny. That's funny. All right. So yeah, yeah. Rachel Chris Harrison comes. She's like, hey, how are you? I know. What's going on? He's like, so there's no date, but we'll keep you posted. And she's like, she's like madly in love with him. And Blah, blah, and I'm just like, what is going on here? Like, and then Matt meets with Neil Lane, and I'm like, you know, and gets a ring. That's because they have a contract sorry. with Neil Lane. <laughs> that, yeah, seriously. But that ring, everything of the sort. That's what I want my ring to look like. I know that was really pretty. Okay. Like, this, um, this, the slim band with like the huge rock. You like the slim band? Do you, like the, do you like the pear shape? I need to know. So when I work with your future guy, I can help him. You know, I have to look more into it, but I okay. did like the pear shape. Yeah, it was I pretty. Just, I like this. I like the skinny band with like the huge rock. Okay. Like I like no, it. No, noted. Noted. Yeah. Okay. Good. Glad we had this conversation too. Perfect. Okay. So, so then, <laughs> then, then Rachel gets a note that says, meet me by the lake. So I'm thinking... Is this the end? Is this a non-traditional end? Does she get an address? What does meet me by the lake mean? Like I, I would put I'm on my like, like, are we in like fifth grade? I don't know. I would put hey, on like my jeans. Pretty. And a, meet me at the put, lake. Like, <laughs> what is going on? I would put on jeans and a hoodie and head on over. No, me too. Me too. I didn't realize this was this the end. I know. Yeah, me too. And then they show him in like a because suit. normally so it's like a big deal. You watch the women get dressed and yeah. what they're they're all thinking. They're nervous about going. They know one of them. The this was like not that at all. Yeah, which I will say, I I did have respect for Matt in the sense that he did send Michelle home, not on that day, you know? Let me ask you a question. Do you think he did that? He intended to do that when he showed up at her house that night? Or do you think it's because she was like, wait, 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 I need clarity. What is, what are you telling me here? And then he was like, I'm not into you. No, because I think I think he started to try and break up with her before she even said I need clarity on that. And then he clarified. Like I think I think him trying to his unclarified business was him trying to break up with her and it was just not clarified. And then like okay. I think he had the intentions of sending her home. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And even the whole time he's getting those jerseys and he's just like grimacing. And I'm like, oh God. wait, okay. He wasn't the only one grimacing. We were all grimacing. When the Mrs. James jersey came out of the pink bag, I was like, I feel bad for her. I I did too. Okay. 
Yeah. I know we already talked about the inter jerseys, but okay. So back to Rachel. So, We're jumping ahead. Yeah, so Rachel gets to the lake. She gets to the lake, or, and I or, thought Chris talks to Matt, and he's like, "I don't know what I'm gonna do, man. Like, it'll just come to me in the moment." And I'm thinking, like, if he proposes and doesn't know what he's doing, like, what? Like, this isn't. I'm sorry. I also take note of this too, Mom. Okay. I don't <laughs> want the person that's gonna propose to me. Okay. Unsure an hour before if they're gonna propose to me or not. Okay, let me take note. Let me let me let you take note of this. Okay. I will not ever allow the person who's proposing to you to be that way an hour before he proposes to you. So it's don't disturbing. you worry. That okay, will good. never happen. We're so on the same page, mom. So on the same page, girl. Come on. But yeah, I know. I think most like... of America, I think most of American women are on the same page. With <laughs> yeah, that's so true. And it's like Rachel gets to the lake and she starts talking. She gives her spiel. And Which was it's good. Like every, yeah, everything she's saying, I feel like he needed to hear. And I'm like, oh my God, like, are we going to have a breakthrough? Like, is he going to get down on a knee? Like, she lays it all out there. Yeah, she's like, she's like, I know it's hard, but I want to be there for you. Like, work through when it's hard. And I'm like, oh my God, like, this is what he needs to hear. He's confident. Like, he's got the ring in his pocket. We're going to have a like, season. We're going to have a season. Yeah. It's going to redeem itself. Yeah, it's finally going to end. Like, it'll yeah. be fine. And, and wah, wah, wah. No. <laughs> no, it was so anticlimactic. And it's like, and then he's like sitting there, like, I see you as the mother of my children. I'm like, really? Because like, <laughs> I put a ring on the mother of my children. Yeah, like, put I don't a know ring about on you. it. Put, you a, know, ring put a ring on, on it. That. Like, you need to spend yeah. money on the ring. Put a ring on it. I do not. He, he, he's lost. I mean, he really, he, I really think he's lost. Yeah. He needs to go to therapy, I think. Yeah yeah Everything okay so that therapy. kind of wrap, yeah. yeah I agree with that too okay that kind of wraps up the episode and that was it hey that was our season our debut our debut season for this but podcast we still have to the final rose. oh I, I know I know but I'm just I'm putting a mark on the end of the season gotcha our debut season together on bachelor for the ages Woo-woo. but stick around because we're going to talk about after the final rose now oh yeah yeah we are we're gonna, oh, sorry we're gonna go we're gonna jump right in I feel like you're I'm confusing just, the listeners I know you do. You keep correcting me. I, I think I know what I'm saying. <laughs> All okay. right, let's, let's jump forward, everybody. Sarah's ready. Okay. <laughs> so we have Emmanuel Acho. Right. He's our new host. Um, is that how a suit jacket's supposed to fit? <laughs> you know what? I have to tell you what. I'm so happy that Rutgers is going to the big dance this week in the NCAA tournament that I was just happy that he was wearing red and black I was yeah. like yeah I'm feeling because I wore red and black today and I'm gonna wear red and black every day this week and he was in red and black and I was just feeling yeah. Rutgers but like he's um, got a great bod like he's very muscular but I yeah was, I just I don't, can't imagine that was comfortable for him it no, looked tight. I, think, I think it's just the style his style. style all right you know? I respect it I respect it yeah yeah Michelle comes out <laughs> yep and there you know, was. thought Matt was the one, caught off guard, says she reached out to him. And here's the bomb he, drop. He refused to talk to her. Yes. And at first I thought this was like after everything. So I was like, well, of course, like they can't talk to you um, before like the after the final rose. Like that's the whole deal with the after the final rose. Oh, first time they see each other, ah, you know, but no, you find out later when he comes out, they were still in Pennsylvania. I don't know. So, I don't get it either. And he apologized for it, but I'm like, this is just another thing. It's like, Matt, you're weak. Yeah. I was you're just going to say, be a man, Matt. 
you can't face the woman you just broke her heart you can't face her to have a conversation and give her closure because you can't handle it I know I know just my it bothers me it bothers yeah. me because you know you could be intimate with her you could have an overnight date you can't be a man what a yeah loose, you can't you, know, you can't really give her pisses the, me off yeah you can't give her the two minutes to give her closure yeah you're such a oh yeah <laughs> it's okay they know no, the listeners know yeah just really bothers me yeah yeah that was rough to hear yeah I didn't like that either and then um uh they then it but it ends amicably like she forgives him and you know she's making fun of him for like well we all know why we well yeah because she's gonna be the bachelor yeah we didn't know it at the time when we were watching that clip and taking notes that they all let end amicably but we know Mm -hmm. that we we know why she was so happy because she's about to have her own season of the bachelorette yes that is true and then it's matt one-on-one and he just kind of talks about all the pressure um of being a black man in this position and like it was a hard position and i feel bad that he felt this pressure because at the end of the day like being on the bachelor is supposed to be like a whimsical experience i feel like you know it shouldn't have that pressure like you should just be focused on finding love not Right. Cause people want the love story and, 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 and yeah, I think that's very insightful. Um, he talks about, you know, he liked Rachel because she was so authentic. And when they left, it was like a honeymoon mm. and then everything happens and he was like supporting her. But then once she kind of like made her statement and ended up to it, like he had to take a step back to like, let her put in the work and that they're no longer together. Mm. I was really surprised that they weren't together anymore. Mm. I know me too. I was too. Um, I feel like, you know, uh, yeah, I feel like it's hard because sometimes I'm like, oh, well, like when you really love someone, like you would put it like Emmanuel Ocho kind of says that, like you love this girl, you're not going to stick it out with her to let her learn and stuff like that. And then I kind of think like, well, if I saw someone who was my boyfriend service pictures at like a celebrate, you know, the 1940s Germany, I don't think I would be too happy either. And I don't know if I could see past that either. So yeah. that kind of very... put it a little bit in perspective for me where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, like I, I see where Matt's coming from and that. So it's, it's a really like, it's, it's hard. Like it's a really hard place to be in. And I, I feel for him. In that well, sense. you, you see them in a very different light. And yeah. the, the other thing is, and, you know, I can't, you know, I really can't speak to this or, 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 or say that I understand this situation, but I will say like, when you marry someone, you marry their family mm-hmm. and there's a lot of values and traditions and things that come up in, a, in you know, that you learn. And so, you know, I appreciate that, like, just to the point you just made, it's like, he, maybe he just has to really separate, you know? And, 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 and not, and, and who knows, I mean, you know, if they're meant to be together, then maybe they would find their way back to one another. But I think, I think they have separate, I I think, you know, it's funny, like Justin even said this, he was watching with us, his beard, Mm -hmm. you know, Justin said something like, I, 
I think Matt was like, go, went into like, kind of like a hibernation. It's like, I think he had to really, he, this was so, it hurt him. It hurt him so much. And I think he was so raw in front of the entire, like America. Right. And mm-hmm. up for all these people, like you and I being critical. Of I know. Like, now I'm like, so, oh, I caught him weak no. this whole episode. Yeah. yeah, but no, no. But I mean, like, I you know, but I think so in a way, I mean, he did, but it, it's like, you know, he, I think that's almost as like, like a pulling into himself. You know, mm-hmm. I think he has, I think he has some work in terms of like his own demons that he has. And then he had this other huge layer of very upsetting things with Rachel and what, what uncovered about her. I mean, those were like two major whammies on him, yeah. like a lot to process um, and a lot to think about. And people are looking to you to, you know, to be a leader and do the right thing. And I, I think that comes with a lot of heaviness. Yeah, on him. I think he had a lot of pressure on this. Yeah. And I think they kind of talk about like, the, he had all this pressure without any of this Rachel element and having right. that, I feel it like could have just been like yeah. the straw yeah. that the camel's back almost. Yeah, I think, I think that's so. That's an expression. Yeah, yeah I, don't, so I, think, I don't know. I think he's definitely in a tough position. Yeah, you could definitely see his raw emotion and, I do, I do feel bad for him as much as I feel like this season's been tough to watch just because I don't think he's been the most dynamic lead. Right. I do think I do feel bad because I think this was like, it wasn't the outcome he wanted. Right. I think he, it's funny because I think like he really like fell in love with Rachel, but Mm -hmm. he couldn't, but you know, he couldn't get, he didn't, something within him, he couldn't get engaged at the season at the finale and then I think there was just so much hurt I mean you could see he he couldn't even respond like she would and I thought she said you know she was very authentic and apologetic and I think Emmanuel handled that interview very well in terms of one thing that in her interview that stood out to me was when he kind of said like when did you like how many times did you lay in bed at night thinking about when that came out and she was like to be honest with you I never did like it didn't cross my mind as an issue and I think that spoke volumes mm-hmm. like I was like wow like it's mm-hmm. just like the ignorance like the yeah. ignorance and not even knowing like she didn't even think it was a problem and I think like I know like I it was like that was really like crazy I know I know I thought the same I thought the same thing like, that was um, a good question he asked I thought he did a good yeah. job I thought he you, did too yeah yeah he I thought he did it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, that's going to be hard. Like I was like watching him and I was like, I mean, Chris really made it look easy because he had practiced mm. done it so many mm. times and like watching him, like he did a good job. Like that's hard, especially with no live audience, like beat off of. Yeah. So it's, like, it's just him with like the teleprompter with like these awkward conversations that like, because like they're all, they're all like exes at this yeah. point, which is just awkward. And then he had the element of race that he had to deal with, which made them really a lot more serious. So it was definitely difficult conversations we had I thought you did a good job I did too I did too um but yeah then Matt comes out and you have them both out there Mm. that's what I'm talking about that was hard he couldn't you know she really was very apologetic saying she didn't want to hurt him that's the hard you know she just would never want to hurt him and he just couldn't he just was silent I mean I think he just didn't have the the words Emmanuel Ocho was like, okay, like, do you want one final embrace? That was tough. They embraced when he came out though, didn't they? Yeah. Like they did have a hug and part of me thinks like, I think part of him really does love her still. Yeah. And I think it's so hard for him because I feel like he's 
so hurt, but he like loves her still. And I think that's what makes it so hard for him. Like, I think he's really hurt by her actions. And I think he's really hurt by almost the position this has put him in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say he that. Loves her. I think he, I think he loved her, loves her. I don't know, but I think he, I think it's, it's not only the position he's in, but I think there's a lot of people looking to him um, as a leader and how he, how he handles this and what he, you know, stands for and how he helps people grow in this. And I think that's got to put him under an enormous amount of pressure. Yeah. I think because, you know, there are people out there that judge everything you do and you can, you know, whether, you know, like whatever he, however, whatever he did last, whatever he did tonight, there were going to be people who were supportive or people who were critical. And, you know, know, I think he's, I think he's kind of a people pleasing kind of guy. You know, he's very much about relationships and people. And I don't know. I just think that he just probably is a little paralyzed. Yeah, I think so. Cause I think it's like, what does he do? Does he, you know, forgive her and try and get back with her and try and reconnect? Then he's going to have people that think that's bad. And then if he doesn't and he stays apart, there's going to be people that are like, oh, like you can't push through. Like, yeah, love, you know, and it's, it's hard. It's hard. Like I literally, like I, I can't, I can't even imagine. No, I cannot imagine. It's really no. difficult. Yeah. Um, and then uh, to close, do you have any other thoughts about anything else? No, I will say this as much as I think it was, I use the analogy of, you know, slogging through mud um, for this season. And we, we dealt with a lot of things that I think disappointed us, the drama, uh, with the women and, and some of these, and some of Matt's kind of weaknesses you described in terms of how he navigated his relationships and all of that. With all of that said, I'm still a huge bachelor fan girl. <laughs> I'm in always. I mean, this is, I don't know. I'm like, I just love watching this show, even though this season was probably one of the hardest I'm in it. And the fact that we did this, it's like, I'm, I'm a true fan. I don't know. I'm bachelor nation yeah. all the way. Yeah. You know, I, how about you? I, know, I, I agree. I definitely think like, like, I don't know. This was just a hard, like it was a hard season, you know, it yeah, like, it, weigh, it like weighs heavily on me for some reason. Yeah. Like, no, there's know. a lot. I completely appreciate that. And I, I, I love that about you, you know? But, I, yeah. I, I yeah. Love- we'll always watch. Yeah, we will. We have to watch. We've got all these followers. <laughs> They're counting on us to debrief yep. the show. Yes. yes and now we know what we have to look forward to to watch because then the bachelorettes were announced yes what did you and think this, about this that whole time, this whole time i'm like so worried it's gonna be katie because i think I katie's a sweet girl but i don't know if she's the bachelor dynamic I mean, she, enough for i the don't bachelorette. know and i'm not sure i'm a little i'm not sure i'm not sold i'm not sold on it but it's like just that it's like it's like honestly, like the bachelor has been called out for being tone deaf. Like yeah. racially, like you've been tone deaf. And it's like like you still like, you don't learn. Like just make Michelle the bachelor at like why why is Katie also the bachelorette? Like I, I just don't get it. You know what I mean? I don't I understand. Don't know. I don't know. I'm not looking forward to like watching her. It's like honestly, like maybe she surprises. Remember, I didn't really like um Ashley when and when in her season like I was like oh she's the bachelorette and then I really liked her season and I don't know you know me I'm not a Katie was the one who showed up with the with the vibrator and I yeah and she was also the anti-bully girl which was nice maybe she'll 
maybe she'll exceed our expectations. Yeah. But they're setting up two seasons back to back, which means they're good. Okay. I didn't really understand. Yeah. They're, they're setting their two. So, so Katie season is the summer season. And then my guess is we'll have BIP and then it'll be Michelle season in the fall. So Michelle will get the September to December or, you know, that one, Katie, I think, doesn't it usually like May to July or something? May. Yeah. I think they usually start in, yeah. in May. Um, is that right? I think so. Yeah. I just, we're just so off now because yeah like math season had started later because yeah. Tisha's season we like went straight out of Tisha season or did math start on time I don't remember but I don't remember. I'm, whatever I will be watching both of their seasons I will root for them for love but I heard a little piece of did you hear who's going to be the host of those seasons I did mm. is <laughs> that there do we want to talk about that I think yeah I heard a rumor that the it's going to be like girl power mm-hmm. that the bachelorettes, former bachelorettes, Caitlin Bristow and Tasha Adams are going to navigate these bachelorettes through their seasons. Be the yes. hosts. Is that what you heard? I, I think that's great. I do too. I do too. I think they're going to be fun and it's going to be nice to, uh, to see how that goes. I agree. I think they're going to be good additions to the seasons and I'm excited for them. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I hope Katie surprises us. Like she wasn't my initial pick for I it all. I know. But, but like we'll I was, I was team Brie. I was hoping Brie was going to be oh, the bachelorette. Yeah. What happened but, to Brie? I don't know. Honestly, I'm just happy they're not doing the whole Brit Caitlin shebang. Thing. Oh, I was worried about that. When they said two, I was like, please don't have that happen I was again. like, why, why is there, why does this never happen for the guys? Why is it only the girls? But then they were like, oh no, two different seasons. And I was like, two journeys, God. two seasons, yeah. their own yeah. show. And Michelle was funny when she made the call. <laughs> she was like, I was a little worried at first. I was like, I, I don't believe you. I know, me either, me either. But it'll be, I think it's going to be good to have I really enjoyed Tasha's season. I really hope that these next seasons are out of um, quarantine. I know. I think that it's we really, really drag. I think we really miss something with them having to be in one location the whole time. I think there's something about seeing the world and traveling and all that that really adds to the show. So I'm hopeful, but we'll see, I guess. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Completely agree with you. Yeah. All right. Well, oh, well what do that's I say it for this season. <gasps> you next monday night at midnight <laughs> sarah I, I just have to say a moment before we hang up that or you know finish our podcast this week what an absolute love pleasure fun i have had doing our inaugural season of bachelor for the ages you're so fun to debrief the show with i knew it from when you were two and um <laughs> we're in it girl we are so in it Thanks for listening to the Bachelor for the Ages podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow us on Instagram at the Bachelor for the Ages podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Debbie. Make sure you spread the word. Spread the word so we have more followers. Yeah, and we'll talk to you next season. Bye.